Researchers from Indiana University's Environmental Resilience Institute, the Davy Resource Group, and the Indiana Department of Natural Resources Community and Urban Forestry Program are asking municipalities across the state to share their urban forestry data to build the first publicly available online map and data resource focused on urban green infrastructure. This is Sarah Mincy, Clinical Associate Professor at IU's O'Neill School of Public and Environmental Affairs. Our goal is lofty because really there isn't a statewide, there isn't anybody who's claiming to try to do a statewide urban forest map. But that takes me to the motivation for, for the whole project, which is the fact that you can't manage any kind of uh, natural resource unless you know what you have. Urban forests are made up of all the trees and associated vegetation within the bounds of a town or city. That means thousands, if not millions, of Hoosiers walk or drive within urban forests without even knowing. An urban forest is all of the trees and the associated vegetation in the bounds of a municipality. And of course, researchers will tweak that definition based on their interests a bit. Sometimes bound, political boundaries, you know, don't, don't matter quite as much as thinking about developed places where people live and the trees and vegetation that, that, that are there. We're literally talking about every tree in a development, in a community that is a high number of, of people, where a high number of people live. That's a densely populated area. So we're talking about, let me just give you a few different types of urban forests, right? You could think about street trees. This is a huge part of what we study in urban forestry. The trees that are in the public right-of-way, that line streets, that line the sidewalks. Typically, they're between a sidewalk and a road. These are trees that are almost always managed and owned by the municipality, and they provide significant benefits to people who live in cities. Although trees stand still and silent, they constantly work to improve the lives of humans living nearby in unexpected ways. So there's a lot of physical, biophysical benefits from these trees, as well as all the trees in cities, which include things like flowing stormwater. So when we have a big downpour of rain, trees, leaves capture that rain. It slows it from hitting the ground, right, as it flows down from a leaf, down the stem, down the bowl of the tree then it's not immediately hitting the ground all at once and rushing off of the impervious surface to flood the roadways. So trees are a huge benefit for flood management, stormwater management in cities. They really slow the pulse of the storm event and the negative impacts that come from flooding. Carbon sequestration, of course, all trees do for us, right? And this is, this is a big benefit, but also related to air quality. Similarly, air quality. So we're talking about being able to, to take up pollutants, nitrous oxides and sulfur dioxides and these kinds of pollutants that we get from cities, ozone, these kinds of things. Mincy said urban forestry should be a vital part of a community's climate change mitigation plan because of the obvious benefits and the way it changes the perceptions of those types of plans. Oftentimes we're talking about climate change solutions. It feels like we're being told don't do this, don't do that, right? And we're being told not to drive our cars and try to, to cut down on consumption and all these things that feel like things are being taken away from us. And I think urban forestry has the opportunity to actually feel the opposite and be doing a wonderful service for mitigation. So we can get people, communities, engaged in planting trees on the street in their schoolyard, cross church properties, uh, in public parks, and even in their private on their private land. Right? If we can get people to do this, we are a 
simultaneously contributing to solutions for climate change, but also really making people feel pretty good about engaging in a green activity. Mincy said urban forests can also affect communities indirectly. Simple factors like tree shade can cause a cascade of effects that shapes the behavior of people living nearby. There's really great research about how trees provide shade along sidewalks, and as opposed to a sidewalk where there are no trees, you might find a significant difference in terms of people's willingness to walk to a nearby location versus drive because of comfort. And so then that affects people's time outside, and we know that generally being outside is a healthy thing. It affects people's capacity then to potentially meet their neighbors. You never know where that might go in terms of connecting people, building social ties between community members. Urban forests can also have a positive economic benefit in a community. Mincy said trees and rights of way in front of properties and on private land typically increase property values. Some research have found that landscaping with trees can increase property values by up to 20%. A comprehensive and publicly available database and map could help city or town officials plan their own urban forests or track tree health trends to maintain their own forest. The data could even help track or prevent the spread of invasive pests. So for example, we might want to understand what is the condition of the urban forest across the state. And so we can dig down into the data and represent the average condition of trees across the state and we might see patterns there. One specific pattern that I would expect that we would see is that across the state where we have seen the emerald ash borer, which is an invasive insect that has killed our ash trees, we will likely see decreased condition of trees in those cities. And then those cities that haven't been impacted as recently, we may not see that effect. So that's just one hypothetical example of something that we might be able to to look at. And then I think what the power behind that is then for the community and urban forestry, the CUF department within, within the state's Department of Natural Resources. Now we have the ability to say, what are the needs of our urban foresters across the state of Indiana? And we, I think we'll be in a better position, she'll be in a better position, the CUF coordinator, to be able to access grants and find more funding to be able to disseminate to cities across the state to meet their needs. Because we'll have data, we'll have data that will look you know, more comprehensively. Mincy hopes to have the map and database online within the next six months. She said she and other researchers then hope to expand the urban forestry database to include private institutional spaces and other facilities.